the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. Hello, live from Studio 2 in Tucumcaria, Mexico. This is the Worldview Media Podcast, and I'm one of your co-hosts, Gordon Runyon. And with me in studio today are two ladies who yes. lead lives of adventure and romance. Oh, boy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, you lead a life of adventure and romance. <laughs> adventure, perhaps, but romance? You lead a life of romance. <laughs> Uh, I don't even lead a life of adventure. <laughs> you lead a life of adventure and romance. All right. We are... Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't say who these crazy ladies are. <laughs> uh, this is my wife, Joyce. Crazy ladies. <laughs> no, we're the crazy ones here, for sure. <laughs> you are crazy ladies who lead lives of adventure and romance. Wow. This is my wife, Joyce. Hello. Hello. This is my middle daughter, Jordan. Hello. Hello. <laughs> now, we've got a little bit of a different show today. <laughs> Our main topic is going to be about, well, it stems from a class Jordan just completed at college on screenplay writing, and we're going to talk about the kind of accepted, normal uh what else would you say? Uh, standardized rubric. kind of rubric yeah, for. Standardized. Yeah, so it's a. The typical formula. The typical formula for writing a romantic comedy. And we're going to go through that just a little bit with the question kind of being Is it even possible to redeem the romantic comedy? <laughs> to redeem it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should Christians even bother writing romantic comedies? Can they be turned to the service of Christ? I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. I was the guy here saying that horror should be used in the service of Christ, but but romantic comedies is kind <laughs> of romance, another thing. You gotta yeah. throw that out. <laughs> right. Throw that outside. We don't need it here. But before we get to that, I thought we would break things up a little bit and play a game. Oh no. We're gonna see how much the two of you pay attention to current events. Mm. Well there you go. And I have five questions and the winner It's will... ice cream? Yeah, you can have ice cream. <laughs> Jeez, oh, Mom. And the loser. <laughs> the loser as a consolation prize. Can I also have ice cream? Ice cream. Well, now you're just going to reinforce that whole millennialist thing about consolation prizes. Right, a participation bowl of ice cream. <laughs> right. You only get a little bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to be the same. Or else yeah, it's be the same. It's not fair. And trying to hurt somebody's feelings. Okay. All right, then Dad gets no ice cream. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> well, you're not playing. He made the game, though. I'm, I'm instrumental to the entire game. <laughs> this game doesn't exist apart from me. 
Is that good or bad? I don't know. It's so good. <laughs> All right. So our first question in our current events is... Yes. I'm going to read you... <laughs> Oh, jump in the gun, sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't buzz in early. That's just going to mess you up here. Uh, I'm going to read you what may or may not be an actual news headline that occurred this week. And then you say whether or not you think the headline is a true headline or a false headline. All right, so you're just giving us one headline at a right. time. Okay. Ready? Here is the proposed headline. CNN host eats cooked human brains on TV. Is that an actual headline or one I made up? Jordan? Um, I, that's real. That's a real headline? <laughs> what do you say? I say I have to disqualify myself because I was in here when you were looking at those things. <laughs> well, tell me what the answer is then. <laughs> Well, it was on the internet, so it has to be true. I'm not asking if it's a true story or not. I'm asking if it's an actual headline. Oh, so they had the story, but that wasn't the headline for the story? Well, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not caring. I'll agree Do with you not Jordan. understand the rules? I'll agree with Jordan. Um, all I'm asking is, is the headline an actual headline? No. <laughs> no, I agree with Jordan. Okay, you're both right. This headline appeared at WND.com. Now, as a follow-up, I have a multiple-choice question for you. What did he say that the cooked human brains tasted like? Chicken. Well, that may be. Always chicken. Your, your uh, possible answers are A, butter, B, charcoal, C, meat jello, or D, chicken. Uh, butter. Butter? Sure. Okay. I have to stay with chicken because that's what I said. Okay. But I think you're right. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm playing the game. <laughs> playing to lose. <laughs> you just want participation ice cream. I'm not even trying. The answer is B, charcoal. Ooh, has he eaten charcoal before? Well, see, that's what I thought. That's what I thought, too. I was Wouldn't like, Wouldn't you have to eat it. charcoal to know what that tastes well, like? Maybe he's just burned a steak a little... Oh, I burned yeah. a steak. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That happens. I do know what that's about. <laughs> okay, so we're one right answer apiece. Heading into the middle of the contest. <laughs> okay. High stress, high stress. No. <laughs> All right. Is this an actual headline or a made-up headline? Daylight savings time may extend human life by several years. Just because True I'm anti-daylight savings time, I'm going to say false. You're saying that's not an actual headline. The whole thing is false. It's not I, true. Maybe it's true. What are you going to say? I'm going to say true. I'm gonna, I think that's a real headline. All right, Mom wins that one. It's a false headline. The actual headline is daylight savings time may be killing you. I know. <laughs> I know it's killing me. <laughs> you don't have to... Spring forward is the worst night of the entire year. Yeah. All right. So Sorry. that's not a hot take. You all agree with that? All right. So mom gets that one right. And as a follow-up, what did the article say it is about daylight savings time that kills you? And there are multiple choice here. 
<laughs> A, it interrupts natural sleep cycles. B, causes depression. C, may cause heart attacks. D, all of the above. Or E, it makes you susceptible to the consumption. <laughs> I don't think it's E. <laughs> all right. It's probably all of the above. It feels like one of those things when you have an article like that. I feel like they always have multiple points. Yeah. Okay. What I think, think? that the losing sleep then happens the other two, the depression. And what was the one after depression? Heart attacks. Heart attacks. So I'm just going to go with losing sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just the losing sleep. Yeah. All right. Jordan is right. It's all of the above. Now, if I'm... Keeping score right, we're tied two to two. Yeah. And that death. means we have one final round. <laughs> oh, That's sudden death. But really, it's Is it a lightning round? <laughs> no, because it's... losing sleep then can cause you to become depressed. And when you're depressed, maybe you don't eat right. Right. And then you have the heart issues. But the basis is the sleep. I think it's just being mad. It angers me <laughs> that I... <laughs> Artificially was robbed of an hour of sleep. Okay, the last possible headline. Ready? Ready. Medieval records, colon. Catholic Church <laughs> feared evil Pope's return as a zombie. Oh, that's got to be true. That's a real headline for sure. <laughs> okay, and... Uh, Medieval records indicate Catholic Church may have feared the evil Pope's return as a zombie. I'm going to go with yes. You both say yes? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just pulled that out of my hat. That's a out of false. What? My, my hat. This is a Christian podcast. Okay. You're not even wearing a hat. <laughs> The consumption. <laughs> <laughs> it was daylight savings time. Did it to you? <sighs> Mom's got the consumption again. <sighs> All right. Well, that was fun. <laughs> so I should have known with a zombie it wasn't true. You both tied. I wish it was true, though. That seems like it such seems a medieval very... document thing to yeah. find. <laughs> right. Right. You know, because they were real big into. You know, finding things like that. But they probably didn't really have zombies. It would have been the undead. Well, but but they would have just been the headline people making it sound more fun. Right. right. Tweaking it. Yeah. Like yeah. so much of our media is tweaked. You know, there is a Catholic tradition that when the Pope dies, they go through a ritual to verify that he's dead. And apparently one of the things they do is they take like a silver hammer and bonk him on the head a couple of times to make sure he doesn't react oh, on the head huh yeah and so i think maybe they were i think the you know how traditions kind of change and modify and stuff mm -hmm. it's my bet that the first time they did that it was in commemoration of actually having to bash in a zombie's skull with a hammer <laughs> and so Makes perfect sense. And then over the centuries, the ritual mm. just evolved, and now it's just kind of a ceremonial tap with a tiny little hammer. But I'm guessing the first time they did it, you really had to crush this zombie's head. So. It was a real big hammer. Right. Huh. I, it makes perfect sense to mm. me. Sure. It's just been a conspiracy to cover that up for so long. 
Well, there you go. Right, right. Uncovering the truth here <laughs> at the Rescue <laughs> Media Podcast. Right. right, documentary to follow called uh, The Walking Heretics. <laughs> Ooh, there's lots. <laughs> right. It could be a series. <laughs> okay, let's take our break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about romantic comedies, how to write them, how to write them in service to Christ, maybe, if that's even possible. <laughs> okay. Here's our commercial. My name is Andrea Schwartz, and I have been active in Christian education for over 35 years, having homeschooled my three children all the way through high school. Now that they are all graduated and grown, I spend my time mentoring women, helping them become the best teachers for their children. I hold online office hour meetings every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time using the Zoom platform. These get-togethers provide homeschooling moms the opportunity to ask questions and get advice in areas they may struggle with as they educate their children. And for those contemplating homeschooling, they can discover how to get started and stay the course. Each week, I will cover a specific area, but the bulk of the time will be spent addressing issues most pressing to you. These meetings are free, but you must register to participate. Search on Facebook for the event entitled Weekly Office Hours with Andrea Schwartz, and then click on Get Tickets. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. And we're back here at the Worldview Media Podcast. We're talking about romantic comedies and how to possibly redeem them to the service of the kingdom. How to preach a Christian worldview through them, even. Yeah. What? Yeah. Shocking. Ooh. That's kind of what we do. Shock. <laughs> Shocking all. <laughs> no, I meant oh, preach like a Christian, preach a Christian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what leads us to this podcast is that lovely and talented Jordan here just completed a screenplay writing course at college, and in the course of the course, of course, <laughs> she was tasked with actually writing a full-length cinematic screenplay. Yeah. And she did that. So Jordan has actually written her own romantic comedy. It's not... Very good. Well, I didn't say it was good. <laughs> it's a foray into... Uh, <laughs> it's a rough draft. <laughs> it's very rough. <laughs> okay, but... Uh, and but you got an A. I got an A in the class. 
Yeah, got an A. Were you like one of the only ones that finished? Or? Oh, yeah, I probably was one of the only couple. There were probably a couple others who sent in a full script, but yeah, it, it was it. I can see how it would have been really easy to get behind in the class. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a lot of work. And so I was hearing that, and then other things that I read says that for a screenplay, you need like one page worth of the screenplay for like every minute of film time. Yeah, that's generally about how it goes. Okay. And how long was your screenplay? Like 96 pages. Hey, that's a full length movie. I know. Good job, Jordan. <laughs> that's why she got named. Right. So, <laughs> so her, uh... Her movie is titled Madeline and the Unplayable Lie. Yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah. a lot of cleverness in the title because it's a romantic comedy that has that features playing golf a lot as part of the... Yeah. We should let Jordan say. Well, well do you well, want to describe it? Or? I mean, it's... Yeah, that's what it is. It's a romantic comedy and it a lot of it takes place at this little mini golf course. And so there's this whole golfing motif thing. But then there's also this thing... The title is like a pun because yeah, yeah. she she ends up telling this lie that that ends up you know it goes all crazy like a romantic comedy does and yeah so that's the that's the cleverness okay yeah I like that title that's good all and right most yeah. people tend to lie when they play golf just as an aside <laughs> well that's not really the point <laughs> but it's truth truth okay. <laughs> All right, so as part of the course, you were introduced to basically a trope that gives several points to what is accepted for the format of a Right, just kind comedy. of a real basic outline for this kind of Right, script. and as I was, <coughs> excuse me, as I was kind of researching what we were going to do here, I you showed me that one website and I read through it, and mm -hmm. what they were suggesting is it's not that this structure is required, but it's kind of required. Yeah, you know? it's what's been proven to work. <laughs> yeah, it pr it's yeah. been proven to work. Okay, and so we're going to go through these points of the plot of a romantic comedy. And I'm going to ask Jordan to just briefly explain each one, and then we'll talk a little bit more in depth. So the first point is the setup. Yeah. So what does that mean? Uh, I kind of feel like the setup is just sort of the you set the whole stage for your the rest of the story. So we have to meet all the characters and stuff, and kind of figure out the regular lives. And it's like the once upon a time there was a part of a story. Just sort of status quo. Uh, there once quo. was a, yeah. somebody who did these things. Yeah, yeah just yeah. sort of like this is the world that we're coming into. Here's the status quo that everybody sort of lives with, and that's where we start. I feel like I've seen that in a lot of the romantic comedies I've had to sit through. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the second point is the catalyst. What happens here? Is it the cute meat? Yes, it's the it's the cute meat or the meat cute. Those two words get oh, okay. mixed around all the time. But uh your two main love interests have to meet in a unusual and uh amusing amusing way. So it can be embarrassing for one or both of them or or it's just really strange and unlikely or something. But they have to bump into each other. They have to sort yeah. of invade the other's lives. And then okay. aren't they usually like irritated or? Well, sometimes. Not... But it's just about uh, just something has to. Some, it's weird. It's a weird, unusual, unique kind of meeting. It's not just like 
you didn't just run into them. You don't get introduced at a party. Or right, yeah. yeah. You don't just meet each other through friends or something. You know, you have to, it, it, it has to be a, a big moment. Right. Okay, the third one is called the turning point. What happens here? Uh, as far as I understood it, and in writing my own screenplay, the turning point, because they meet, but then that could be it if something in their both of their lives didn't sort of force them together. So this thing that sort of complicates it, that makes it so that uh, the meeting doesn't just stay a meeting. Now they have to be constantly in contact with each other. Something has shifted to make it so that now here they are together right. for whatever purpose. So, for instance, they may have met accidentally at the miniature golf course yeah. when she putted really bad and <laughs> yeah. her ball bounces off the windmill and hits him in the forehead. Yeah, something like that. And then their two companies decide to work on a project together. And right, they... yeah, that that would be the complication, that little first thing. In mine, uh, her her best friend gets engaged and she is her maid of honor. And she's supposed to, she, her friend asked her to work with her groom's uh, best man to, like, plan their engagement party. And then it turns out he's the best man. And so oh, okay. that's how they, that's, that's right. their little thing. Right. The fourth point is called the midpoint. What happens here? Uh, well. Is this the end of Act 2? Th this, the midpoint is in the middle of Act 2. Okay. Act 2 is longer than Act 1 and Act 3. So it's like sure. double the size. Okay. All right. Um, so it's the middle of Act Two, and it's uh, my teacher had spoken about it. It's sort of it'll be a kind of projection of the resolution. So it can be a mirror of it, or it can be like a false resolution, or it can be the opposite thing. So uh, in a romantic comedy, a lot of the time it'll be the two uh, the two love interests getting together for the first time and being a couple. Only it falls. Something through, is gonna go wrong later. Boy loses girl. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Okay. So it's 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 the middle part where uh, it looks either like the ending or like the opposite of the ending. Okay. All right. The fifth point is then the second turning point. Uh, yeah. So this this is it's like the thing that it's like the point of no return kind of thing. Like something has happened that uh, complicates things still further, and you can see that this is going to lead to like the big crisis thing, the bad thing that's going to happen. So it's the thing that turns the plot so that there's no other way to go but this bad uh, result that's going to be the next point. Yeah, so the next point is the crisis climax. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's going to be sort of the... That's like the the dark point where everything has you know they play the sad music and it's right. raining and everything. That's this that's right. this part of the movie. They're done forever. Yeah, never something. Get yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's this part here. And then there's the resolution number yeah. seven. Yeah. And Let me guess. That's when all the drama is resolved and they get together. Yeah. Whatever miscommunication or problem has happened. That all gets fixed and resolved. A lot of the time in a romantic comedy, that'll come with like a big grand gesture on uh -huh. somebody's part, or oh, maybe right. both of them. You or know, almost like an act of repentance or something. Yeah, that kind yeah. of thing, where they show up and suddenly, like, oh, I knew all the time, <laughs> right. and you know, it's that kind of thing. So that's that's the resolution. 
Now, the website I was looking at that was kind of explaining this structure actually said if you'll just watch a regular movie, you'll see the same structure in just any kind of movie. Right. And I recognize we, Mom and I did a podcast once where I mentioned a book by Dean Koontz who was talking about how to write best-selling fiction, and he suggested a, a simple plot outline, and I can recognize some of what he said in here. Mm-hmm. And one thing that they mentioned that was interesting, I don't know where in what we just looked at where that is, but he was suggesting that if you'll watch a movie, just any movie, at about the one-hour point, the hero is going to, in spite of all the all the BS he's had to deal with, the hero will come to a point of resolution and saying, yes, this is what I'm doing. I've, I've been defeated up till now, but I'm really going to get this done. Oh, right. In whatever kind of movie it is. Uh-huh. Is there something like that in this? Uh... I was thinking that might be like at the end of the midpoint or something like that. I think uh, sometimes I feel like that happens right after the the dark point because that's yeah, when somebody right. has to make a decision to yeah, be like, right. actually, I I made a mistake or <laughs> right. I need to I can't let her fly off on this plane and go get married. You know, it's right. this they they reach that point and it's usually right after the. Uh, I think it's after the dark. You get to your low point, and then you have to have your moment. So after of the biggest the crisis, yeah, after that, uh, the crisis climax. Yeah, the crisis climax. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was more like second turning point or something. All right. Well, that's interesting. So basically, there is some boy meets girl, boy gets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back. Uh huh. That really is a theme. Yeah, that right? is basically that's the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Now, most of the romantic comedies that I know of or have seen, they're obviously not preaching a Christian worldview. And uh, here's what I wanted to suggest. And this isn't a hot take or anything, but when the Bible begins to talk about marriage and man and woman getting together, the, the underlying truth of marriage is that it's meant to be a symbolic or metaphorical representation of Christ and his church. He's the husband, we're the bride. And so there is a spiritual meaning to marriage, Mm -hmm. a much higher meaning. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think it would take that much to say one or two things during a movie that reflected some of that understanding. You know, I I guess I'm saying you wouldn't have to have a preachy sort of Christian movie, right? But you could, you could have your characters at some point or another realizing this is a big deal, this is important, and reflecting more of a Christian worldview as they make their decisions and choices right. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't get the sense that's done. What's your favorite romantic comedy, or what comes to your mind? Uh, <laughs> maybe the 27 dresses one I don't know that's really kind of oh, funny yeah that's a good one I like that one too I think uh, one of the big problems that we have with a lot of the romantic comedies today of course is they're a reflection of our culture and in our culture um, sex is just whenever for whatever for why ever and so 
unfortunately, you see a lot of that in these uh, films that it's really not necessary. It really doesn't elevate them getting together at the end and uh, right. just the casualness that that's yeah. treated in our society. In fact, it promotes like a non-Christian view of, mm-hmm. of sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And, and that it's just all good, you know, that there's no consequences for that. There's nothing that's damaging to you emotionally or right. or anything like that. So am I right? I, I think you could still write an amusing comedy yeah. where a, a guy's in pursuit of a girl and she is basically repulsed by him for <laughs> for 70 Wait, minutes and, <laughs> and then his dogged determination finally just beats her down and she has to can you think of somebody that sounds like? Not in this family, but, you know, another family we might know. <laughs> Don't answer that. Okay. The names will not be said to protect ourselves. Right. The other, the other thought I had was that uh, you, I know you love... Uh, like Pride and Prejudice and and those that genre of movies. Uh, yeah. And, and Jane Austen. Yeah. You're a big fan of Jane Austen. Yeah. Now, would you say that she was writing romantic comedies? Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. They're for sure romantic comedies. And did they follow this pattern? Does Pride and Prejudice basically follow the same? I think it kind of does. Yeah, I could see that. Except working that, out. except that it has uh, morals. <laughs> well, right. It does have morals, and it's it's got a lot more sense of honor and duty yeah. running through the entire thing. Yeah, it almost it almost does what I'm talking about in terms of portraying a much higher view of of what trying to get married should be mm-hmm. about and all that. What was the name of the girl, the female hero in Pride and Prejudice? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Right now. Does it mess things up if Elizabeth really does kind of get to the point where she has to pursue Darcy? Uh, or is that acceptable to kind of smush those things around a little bit? Or? Well, you mean like in the genre, in a romantic yeah, comedy? Yeah, yeah. I, You can go from either side, I think, in, in, in this kind of thing. Because, yeah, a lot of the time, you can have your main character be a girl, or it can be the guy. It just has to, they just have to follow these steps. Right. Well, I was kind of thinking in terms of the Bible, uh, the whole story of redemption from the fall in Genesis 3, all the way up to the cross and the promulgation of the gospel. If you think in terms of Christ the bridegroom, and we, his, his bride... You almost kind of see some of those steps, or you can see in terms of obstacles being thrown in the way of the relationship, mm-hmm. and and the sin of Israel causing him to put her away in anger and mm-hmm. not want to have anything more to do with her, and right. then kind of coming back and wooing her back again, mm-hmm. and and uh, I, I was thinking one thing that might be a great thing in a romantic comedy is show the guy having to really sacrifice a lot right at the end you know and and maybe it happens that's probably not a original thought with me but i don't see that you know sure. well one place that i almost do we talked about it when we were looking at 50 first dates 
Fifty First Dates. Yes. Oh yeah. That dumb, stupid Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the end of it, the resolution was the only way he could be with the woman he loved. He really had to devote his entire life to mm-hmm. her routine every day, and yeah. and uh, he really did have to give up everything in order to go and be with her. It, it was gonna. You know, it, it spelled the death of whatever he used to do, and yeah. now he's doing this other thing. Yeah. And so that was kind of the high point in that movie for me. But of course, the bar wasn't set very low by the. It was set very <laughs> low by the rest of the movie. <laughs> oh <Yeah>, boy! <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on uh, romantic comedies? Well. You got out of having to watch one. <laughs> Just in order to speak about it. But I guess you've seen enough. But if you think about Austin, you know, she was really writing a reflection of her time. And so right. in her time, A Woman's Honor was really something very serious. Right. Um, you know, with her sister having run off and, yeah. you know, that was doomed for the family. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, they had to go and make it right. And suddenly she was married and everything was good. But, uh, um, always you're going to have a reflection of culture in in those type of works. And so... Um, yeah, but for the Christian author, the trick is to make it real enough, include those points of, mm-hmm. of actual culture, but do it in such a way that it's clear that you're not buying into that yeah. and kind of send it up in terms of, you know, look how actually ridiculous yeah. this is. Mm-hmm. And I think most women would really want a guy to pursue her and to be interested in her as a person and not as a sexual object, you know, that someone's really truly interested in you. And so that would be something I think a lot of women would, would enjoy seeing that, hey, this guy just likes me and it's not about anything else. Is that what you want? I could... Maybe start doing that. <laughs> I don't know. After all these years, maybe uh, it's a little too late to start. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't want you pining away over here. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> all right. So, no big, no big surprise. My, uh, my thought is that if somebody wants to write a romantic comedy and, and do it in a way that honors Christ... I don't think that's out of reach at all. And, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think it'd be yeah, hard. So. No, I don't think it would be hard. Yeah. And like I say, without being preachy and without being overtly Christian even, you could still preach from a Christian view of marriage and love and mm-hmm. self-sacrifice and what real love is. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and that I, would, that that would, would all fit. Really refreshing because we live in a culture that doesn't know what love is. You know, we... Right. They've got it all confused and mixed up, and, you know, to, to see an image of what love is that isn't sex yeah, would be great. Right. Really, really would be great. And I think, um, you know, I've just gotten into the Facebook stuff, but I see... Joyce is on Facebook! Ah! Oh, no, we said it on the podcast. Oh! Joyce, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I don't go on very often. She's not friendly, though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but, you know, you'll see a lot of Christian women saying, you know, men, you need to love your wives like Christ does. But, yeah. you know, they don't 
ever say what the women is supposed to be doing either. So it's it's a two-way street, and you need to realize that, yeah, they need to love their wives like Christ loved the church, but the wives also have a responsibility in, sure. in answering yeah. back on that. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's work on that together then. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we've been cruising along for 32 years. Let's not upset the apple cart here or anything. Mm -hmm. All right. Jordan? <laughs> yeah. So you have studios nipping at your heels to get a hold of your screenplay? And no. We need to make the corrections and then submit it to... No. Uh, sure. Polish that no. puppy up and... Yeah. yeah. That's our summer project. No, it's not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the goal is 2019. <laughs> Madeline and the Unplayable Lie. No, that's not happening. That's not. It is. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not. That's Confess a... it and possess it, sister. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to possess it. <laughs> All right. So, uh,. As was mentioned, we enjoy hearing from you on Facebook. A lot of the actual uh, things that we've taken the time to watch and, and analyze are because of suggestions here and there, and we don't mind doing that. It's exciting for us to say, hey, look, there's an actual person that's... <laughs> not just those CIA not just guys. Jordan. You're right, Vault 7 and the CIA tapping. Yeah. They're going to have to have a whole Vault 8, the Worldview Media Podcast Vault. <laughs> <laughs> All the CIA guys sneaking in there when nobody knows, listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you. <laughs> We're doing our part for liberty. We're occupying the CIA with us so everyone else can be free. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. So hit us up. And we'll talk to you again next week. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks.